welcome back to the Black History Month episodes of the No Nonsense Anti-Racism Podcast. Today is February 20th, and we're going to talk about some of Canada's incredible Black contributors to the arts. Black contributions to art isn't even possible to completely condense in a five-minute podcast, so I'm not even going to try. Black Canadian creators in music, television, poetry, writing, visual arts, and more could take up all 28 days of Black History Month if we wanted to. I'm not going to talk about Drake or The Weeknd at all, so don't hold your breath for that. I want to feature some leaders in the Black Canadian art scene that paved the way for our modern artists. Let me mention that when I tried to dig deeper into the history of Black Canadian artists, what I came across was kind of surprising. In some of the creative arts sector, it's easy to find names and stories, such as in film, television, and music. It was harder, though, to learn about Black visual artists, and I went down a rabbit hole. As you can probably guess, there is a major issue of representation of Black visual artists, such as painters, sculptors, etc. I remember hearing a lot about the group of seven since I was quite young, But Black Canadian visual artists rarely, if ever, got this same kind of support to flourish as artists. There's many contemporary artists, don't get me wrong, but historical ones? Not so easy to find. Today I want to dedicate some time and possibly introduce you to two artists in particular, Oscar Peterson and Portia White. Oscar Peterson was a Canadian jazz legend. A pianist, composer, and educator, he's regarded as one of the greatest jazz pianists of all time. He earned the nickname the Brown Bomber of Boogie Woogie, the Master of Swing, and as Louis Armstrong called him, the Man with Four Hands. He released over 200 recordings throughout his career. Peterson was born in Montreal in 1925, growing up in the Little Burgundy neighborhood. His parents immigrated from the West Indies, His mother worked as a domestic worker, and his father worked as a train porter. As you'll remember from our episode about train porters, this was one of the best jobs a black man could get in Canada for many years. Peterson's entire family grew up around music. His father believed very strongly that all of his children should learn to play instruments. Peterson began playing the piano at five years old and didn't stop until his death. As a child, it was clear he was incredibly gifted, and he trained with some of the best teachers in Montreal. He dropped out of school at 17 to focus on music full-time, starting to record his own albums, play on the radio, and tour Canada. This was still the 1930s and 40s, though. There were many incidences of racism directed towards Peterson. When he traveled, he had to stay at black hotels, he'd receive racist hate mail, and he had a really hard time entering some performance halls. None of this stopped his rise. Talent and managers from the United States heard about him, and this is when he truly became an international star, Canada's first jazz legend. Over his career, Peterson won so many awards, it would take me maybe 15 minutes to read out. But the small list includes a Juno Award, eight Grammy Awards, including one for Lifetime Achievement. He was the first recipient of the Governor General's Performing Arts Award for Lifetime Achievement. He was inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame and the International Jazz Hall of Fame. He was made an officer and then a companion of the Order of Canada. He passed away in 2007 in Mississauga. He was 82 years young. Another Canadian artist that I want to introduce you to, or maybe reintroduce you to, is Portia May White. Portia White was a contralto and teacher born in Truro, Nova Scotia in 1911. 
She was the first black Canadian concert singer to win international acclaim. Considered one of the best classical singers of the 20th century, her voice was described as a gift from heaven. Her fraternal grandparents were slaves in Virginia, and her mother's side were black loyalists. White began singing in church at six years old, taught and nurtured by her mother. By eight, she was singing opera music and was already so committed to singing that she would walk 10 miles a week for music lessons. White started teacher training in 1929 at Dalhousie University. She became a school teacher in the Black Nova Scotian communities, such as Africville and Lucasville. She continued to vocally train for many years to hone her craft. In 1939, she was awarded a scholarship to study at the Halifax Conservatory of Music. She formally made her debut when she was 30 years old. Her career was not easy to get off the ground. Despite her beautiful voice, she faced a lot of racism and discrimination. This made it difficult for her to get bookings. She pushed on, though, and in 1944 reached the high point of her career with a widely acclaimed recital at New York's Town Hall. White was the first Canadian to perform there. After this, she toured the world, eventually returning to Toronto to practice at the Royal Conservatory of Music. Because of vocal problems, an exhausting schedule, and eventually a diagnosis of breast cancer, White retired very early from public singing. She began to teach music, and she would sing at events every so often, such as for when Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip visited Canada in 1964. White was named a person of national historic significance by the Government of Canada in 1995. She died in 1968 in Toronto at 56 years old. Oscar Peterson and Portia White are just a drop in the ocean of incredible Black Canadian artists. So the next time you feel like listening to some music in the background while you're studying, doing chores, driving, or taking a walk, take a listen to the beautiful music created by Oscar Peterson and Portia White. You'll be glad you did. And we'll see you in tomorrow's episode.